Hello, everybody, and welcome to Elsie's Yoga Class Podcast, episode number 94, brought to you by Elsie's Yoga Class Podcast app for the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and Android. You can find it in the iTunes App Store or Amazon.com for $3.99. Get the app and you get all 90 yoga classes. 90 plus yoga classes, a PDF of the class sequence, plus some special extra advanced access to content sprinkled here and there, exclusive to app owners. So having that app is crazy convenient. This podcast is also brought to you by the phenomenal line of organic clothing, Prancing Leopard. And let me tell you about one of my favorite pieces of clothing from those guys. The Tunic Kolka. The Tunic Kolka. I'm going to have a link in the show notes to this. It's sort of like a super sophisticated and styly racerback rib tank top. It's got this killer asymmetrical neckline that totally rocks. And it's crazy long. Like it covers all the way down to my bum. I adore it. It's so comfy. It looks great. It's awesomely fashionable. And I can very easily breastfeed in it, which is so key for me these days. Seriously, you got to get it. So remember, when you do go get this uh, tunic coca, to use coupon code EYK at checkout to get 15% off. This code is especially for the Elsie's Yoga Kula community. So you got to go and get it. All right. So for those of you that are, are listening for the first time, this podcast does have a yoga class. I promise. I usually begin each episode with about a five minute catch up and then we move on to the class. So I now have almost a hundred yoga classes ranging from 20 minutes to 90 minutes. I have beginner level one classes to more advanced level two, three classes. And the more you practice along with me, you'll get an opportunity to see that each class has its own theme, which takes each class beyond just the poses into something much more. And as always, each episode has a corresponding blog post, which offers you the sequence of the class with pictures of the poses. So that's also very handy. All right. So that said, this week's class is a first since I don't have a chance to teach public classes anymore due to my commitment as a stay at home mama. (laughs) to my lovely princess angels, I have been less than consistent in posting content. So I decided to simply record one day while my three-year-old was out playing with her daddy and my baby girl was napping. I just grabbed the microphone and I had this desire to teach so badly. So I just did. And the class is about 50 minutes long. It's a level one, two class. Um, So this time it's just you guys, you guys and me. So nobody's around. It's just you guys. Please let me know your thoughts about this possible new format so that I can actually get some more content to you guys in a more consistent manner. Okay. Now, before we go to the class, just have, I have one more thing. I was asked on Twitter to share with you guys a project called Anna and modern day slavery. 
It is a narrative feature film about modern-day slavery slash sex slavery slash human trafficking. These guys need some funding for the project. If you feel passionately about this project, please check out their Indiegogo campaign. I will have a link to it in the show notes over at elsiesyogakula.com. And Elsie's Yoga Kula starts with a K, so it's K-U-L-A.com. All right, that is enough of all these announcements. So uh, please send me feedback, as always, to eyogaclass at gmail.com. That's eyogaclass at gmail.com. Or you can call me at 310-651-6238 and leave me a message. I do not answer the phone. It's just like a message phone line to let me know how you're doing. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. So, um, right, here we go. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? <laughs> well, um, welcome. This class is specifically for you that are listening. As of late, I have been plagued by an incredible amount of things that I need to do, as we all are, of course. But I think that what's been happening is because I have a new baby and obviously I have my hunter as well, my three-year-old now, so seven months at this moment and three and a half years old. And May has been such a wonderful little baby. She's, she's really not the way that Hunter was. Hunter was a little bit more... Uh, she required a lot more of my attention. She she was very her boundaries towards what she needed were very clear for me. So um, there was little that um, I doubted or questioned or pushed in terms of Hunter's boundaries because she immediately gave me feedback. Whereas Hunt uh, May is very sweet and very um, she just kind of goes along with the flow. She doesn't really require too much of me. Um, of course, you know, other than the normal changing diapers and feeding and loving kind of things from her. And so what that's done is that it's created a sense of freedom for me. And in doing so, I have partitioned myself to uh, many different degrees and tried to do a lot more than I did when I was just with Hunter, even with the extra baby. So I was juggling tons of things that I'm doing in terms of my work and getting my business online going. And I was also going, um, doing all the stuff with them. And then we had, you know, as, as a lot of people do too, we've had some pretty significant uh, financial um, issues arise. And we are also... Well, yeah, and in conjunction with, uh, we don't have, we haven't had our car since November. So all of these things kind of are okay when they begin, but I think in, in acceleration is seeing back since May was born in September up to now, uh, it's really showing me how completely out of whack I am because I've been holding so much information in my brain and I was, gosh darn it, I was going to do it all, Right. That's what I had decided. I can juggle all of these things and hold them all inside my head. 
Well, lo and behold, that's not the case. <laughs> As you know, we know these things. I don't think that I'm telling you something that we didn't know. So today we're going to focus a little bit on um, one of the limbs of yoga called a dharana. Dharana, which is one-pointed concentration, which is perhaps for me one of the most challenging things now. It wasn't this bad before, but now I got to say that it's really bad um, in terms of the way that my brain has stopped having the ability to focus. But I will share with you through the practice um, some things that have revealed themselves to me and the things that are really making this a priority for myself. So why don't we take a nice seat, please? And as you take your seat, choose to focus just on my voice, on your mat, on your body. And as you sit, when you close your eyes, please set your foundation. So you basically turn your inner thighs in, back, and apart. You widen your sit bones away from each other so that your base becomes really wide and spacious. Please, if you need to, do sit up on something. And I want you to say something to yourself as you're sitting here. With your next inhalation, say this. And as you exhale, say now. Inhaling this. Exhaling now. And let those two words just move inside of you. With every breath, inhaling this. And with every exhale, now. Until you start to feel that your body has, in fact, you're not just your body, but your, your mind as well. All of you together are doing this now. Only this. Fully this. And also begin to soften your skin. Soften the edges of you. I think that this whole softening the skin business is perhaps a very challenging thing for us. And, and I, I do believe that this ability to soften without getting squashy and unengaged, because that's not what I'm saying, but our ability to stop the forceful quality that we might have, which I often do. It's, it's this commitment that I have to to move forward, to, to do things, which is, I think, a very positive thing. But sometimes we really do need to 
just soften and receive. We get so much more from receiving. And now in this, in this now time for yourself, make sure that your head is over your heart. Make sure that your heart is over your, your gut, your intuition, located through the, like through the throat, the solar plexus, excuse me, and lower, through your sit bones. And deliberately here, let's begin by coming on to all fours. So very carefully, you may open your eyes and put your hands on your mat, your knees on the mat, and spread the fingers nice and wide. In fact, widen your arms so that they are, or your hands, so that they're slightly wider than shoulder width apart. So... For some of you guys, your pinky finger might go off your mat, unless you have those really extra wide mats that I really, really crave. I'm going to have to get one of those. Um, <laughs> those really wide, um, so your pinky finger and maybe some of your um, ring finger might come off the mat. Make sure that the index finger, z, the index fingers, are parallel to one another and that the creases of your wrists are parallel to the top of your mat. And I want all of your minds... I, everything, this, now, it becomes about that. Clarity in the way that you place yourself in the world. And allowing all of your consciousness to move into that foundation first. Without thinking there's something else you need to do. With full awareness, begin to engage those arms. Great power in those arms. Make your finger pads heavier. Start to root more consciously through the knuckles of your fingers so they become deeply grounded. And then there's a lightness, a lightness to the heel of your hand. And that lightness draws more energy up your arms into the heart so they become even more pointed in the power. And with a great exhalation, let the heart melt down towards the floor as an offering to that commitment to focus. And with your next exhalation, please move into a downward-facing dog. So you lift your knees up away from the earth. Your bum goes up into the sky. So you're in a shape like a triangle. And you start to enjoy being in this pose. Oh, man, I tell you. Downward facing dog becomes such a luxury at times, at least for me nowadays. So press the inner hands into the earth even more. This, this, right now. And then from those hands, that this moment, that now moment, draw up your arms into the heart. From your feet, draw energy all the way up your hips, down into the heart. And with an exhale from the heart, press down into the earth, up your back and back through the backs of your thighs. You can even walk your dog a little bit, wiggle your bum from side to side a little bit. 
move in a way that feels yummy to you. So if you want to make it a little bit more organic and get a little more um, curvaceous in this pose, whatever that might be for you, please do so. If you want to just be absolutely still and that's what you want, please do so. If you want to come out of the pose and come into a child's pose and come back up, please do so. But be focused. This. Now. Enjoy that breath. Begin to cultivate a sense of steadiness now that you're in your downward facing dog. So you come into a place of stillness, if not already. Bring your feet closer towards one another. And again, draw to the midline. So that midline is that dharana. It's that, that place where all of you resides. Not as a hindrance, but as an opportunity to grow. I never thought that I would say that about Hunter when I started the class, that, that she created these boundaries to me that, that really gave me a sense of freedom. I hadn't ever looked at it that way. With your next inhalation, lift the right leg up and away from the earth so you hold steadfast. So the right leg is going to stay squared, everybody. So please... Um, Keep the outer right hip facing down towards the floor as opposed to opening your hip and having your knee face a little bit more toward your right and your belly towards the right. Make sure that you're holding towards the center. I'd rather keep that concentration at this moment. So you get and you move into a place of steadfastness. With your next inhale, lift the inner right thigh higher up, the inner right thigh from that center line. You're going to lift it up a little bit higher up. Come way up onto your tippy toes on your left foot. And then as you exhale, bend the right knee into your chest and step it all the way forward to the top of the mat into a lunge, please. So this lunge is a straight leg lunge. The right leg is bent at a 90 degree angle. Your right foot is placed straight forward. So all four corners of the right foot facing straight ahead. The knee is directly over that ankle. The back leg is straight. And the heel of the back leg, of your left leg at this moment, is right above the balls of your toes. Arms right alongside that front ankle. And stretching the heart forward towards the front. So you're really just lengthening through this spine. If at all possible for you today, can you please come up onto your fingertips as opposed to the hands flat on the ground? That would be great. It'll give you just a little bit more room to breathe, a little more space. So just be in this pose. Every movement becomes an opportunity to find freedom. Root down through those feet and scissor your legs towards one another, cultivating strength. From your fingertips, even here, energize those arms. So it's like you're pulling power juice, power juice that helps you concentrate and stay steady from the fingertips up the arms into the pelvis. So you engage the whole upper body. And then as an exhalation, you lengthen yourself longer. You start to create a sense of freedom and space. Downward facing dog, please. And again, feet together when you move back. Inhale, a left leg up and away from the earth. Pelvis squared again. Now 
especially when we are in an asymmetrical position as in this one. One of the hardest things to do is to find that balance or equal expression of balance in your body. When we begin to multitask and think of too many things going on at once, regardless of what it is, the ultimate place for you to be would actually be doing two of these things. Two, just two. Once you do more than two, you start to lose it. It actually becomes less efficient. So what I want you guys to do now is to press the hands down and squeeze your arms towards each other. And with an exhalation, I just want you to press the leg back more, especially through the inner corners of your left foot up towards the sky. Just those two things. Come way up onto your tippy toes on the right foot, bend the right knee, the, sorry, the left knee into your chest and step it all the way forward to the top of the mat for lunge. Take your time as you transition. So if you need to, you can bring your back knee down and then shove that front, all the, that front foot all the way forward. Sometimes the hips get very tight. Stretch the heart towards the front a lot and stay up onto your fingertips if you can at all. I know that some of you um, might be practicing at home with little kids as well, just as I do, and which means that every pose that you do has to be 100% committed, or <laughs> it seems sort of like you're, so, you're waiting for the child to come, you're waiting for the baby to wake up, you're waiting for something, and you're not fully in it, so do this pose. This might be the only one you get a chance to do. Press through the feet and squeeze your legs in strong. Back upper inner thigh rises up. Stretch the heart forward even more. Beautiful. Now step your left foot down into the earth and step forward to the top of the mat for Uttanasana. This is forward fold. So make sure that your um, feet are at least hip width apart here, guys. And especially if your hamstrings are kind of tight, you can widen your legs a little bit wider apart. Make sure that your feet are parallel so that the Second toe, the one next to the big toe, is in line with the center of your ankle. So if you were to draw two lines, a line from your right foot to the center of your ankle, your left foot to the center of your ankle, those two lines would be parallel to each other. And bow forward. Lift your toes up for me. And if you need to, bend your knees until your fingertips touch the ground. And once you do that, charge those feet by lifting those toes up. Lean a little bit more onto those fingertips. So you're just gently shifting your weight. You're guiding it. You're focusing it a little bit farther forward. And then you're going to start to stretch your right leg straighter and bend your left leg a little bit. So we're widening that right hip back. And then you're going to do the opposite. You're going to bend that right knee and stretch your left leg straighter using your muscles. So I want you to really focus on that part. Using the power of your quads to do this. Begin to move at your own time with your own breath as if you're riding a bicycle. Really nice and slow. Pressing one leg straight, micro-bending the other one. Pressing the opposite. And you're shifting from side to side through the hips just a little bit to get a little more space through that sacrum. Soften the back of your neck. 
and notice if you're breathing. Just a little bit more. And then with your next inhalation, go ahead and stretch your legs both. Both your legs nice and straight. Oh, press back, soften the neck. Say no with your neck just a little bit. Inhale, stretch your heart forward. Exhale and bow. Let's do that one more time. Inhale, lengthen forward and stretch forward. Exhale and fold. Keep your legs nice and strong. Lift those toes up. Bring your hands to your hips, please. Lift your shoulders back, elbows towards the ceiling. Press your head back. Root down through the feet and inhale. Come on all the way up to stand with a nice big breath. Root down through the feet. Press down into the earth to find more lightness in the upper heart and the upper chest as you crown, the, as the crown of the head rises up a little bit. Release those arms here and make sure that your feet are hip width apart so you might have to walk them in a little bit if they're wide or more narrow. Look straight ahead forward. All parts of yourself are engaged. And you're just standing. And just be in this pose. This, now. It's not about doing, it's about being 100%. This, now. Inhale, arms up overhead, please. Exhale, fold and bow, touch the earth. Inhale, stretch your heart forward. Exhale, fold. Root down into the earth and rise up. Circle your arms up and touch up. Reach up, lengthen up, get full and tall, and then bring your hands straight to your heart, please. Inhale, circle your arms up, big stretch. Exhale, fold and bow, touch the earth. Inhale, reach your heart forward. Exhale, fold back in. Root down to rise, circle your arms up and lift up, stretch up. And then bring your hands straight to your heart as you exhale, but grow taller as you do this last time as we move through. Inhale, arms way up, stretch. Exhale, fold fully, please, and bow. Touch the earth. Inhale, extend the heart forward with the breath. And then as you exhale this time, go ahead and step back to a plank position. This is a top of a push-up position. Place your hands carefully. Again, inner hands rooted more towards the ground. Knuckles of the hands more heavy onto the earth. Press down through the finger pads and make that, that wonderful dharana, that one focused concentration. You allow that specific action of your hands to give the opportunity for your heart to soften into the earth. How can you embed yourself into the earth? How can you embed yourself in the this through your hands, but create a sense of softness in the rest of your body? Where is that freedom? Soften the edges of your mouth. Soften the edges of your eyes. Keep your legs strong. So yes, you're still holding plank position. This is still the top of a push-up. Soften your jaw, the back of your throat. But keep that arms, the hands embedded into a choice, a strong choice. With your next exhale, slowly bring yourself down onto the belly, please. 
Once you're on your belly, please point the toes so that the tops of your feet are on the ground. Make sure your thigh bones are parallel. Hands are right alongside the breastbone. With your next inhalation, just take a nice big breath. Letting your side body become long, take your shoulders back just off of the ground just a little bit. And now press the hands down, press the tops of the feet down, lift your chest up and move into cobra pose. Lengthen the back of your neck as much as the front of your neck. Sometimes we just drop the head back and it just, ugh, it just cuts off the way that you um, breathe and even speak. And then exhale, downward facing dog, please. Enjoy. Please jump or step forward to the top of the mat. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, unbow. Please root down and rise. Lift up and stretch up. Exhale, hands to the heart. We're going to do four of those. Okay, so keep your hands to the heart. We're going to do four of those. One after the other, no stopping. Focusing simply of moving with your breath. That's it. Stay with your breath. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold and bow. Please touch the earth. Inhale, reach your chest forward. Exhale, step back, plank position, top of a push-up. Arms, hands embedded into love, into courage. Slowly come down, Chaturanga Dandasana. Do not let those hands move. Inhale, rise into your cobra pose. Exhale, downward facing dog. Please jump or step forward to the top of the mat, please. Inhale, arms. Inhale, reach forward with the heart, excuse me, exhale and bow. Root down to rise, lift up and stretch up. Exhale, hands to the heart. Inhale, rise up. Arms up and over the head, exhale, fold and bow, please touch the earth. This is number two, inhale, lengthen the heart forward. Exhale again, plank position, top of a push-up. Arms strong, hands embedded, exhale, move from the heart, Chaturanga Dandasana. Inhale, Cobra or upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Adho Svanasana. As you exhale, please jump or step forward to the top of the mat. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale and bow. Keep your legs strong. Root down. Rise up. Lift up. Stretch up. And bring your hands straight to your heart. Good. Number three. Inhale. Arms up. Exhale. Fully bow and touch the earth. Inhale, extend the heart forward. Exhale, step back, plank position, top of a push-up. Slowly move down, Chaturanga Dandasana. Inhale, come all the way up into Bhujangasana, Cobra or Upward Facing Dog. Exhale, downward, Adho Mukha, Svanasana. At the end of your next exhale, please jump or step forward to the top of the mat. Keep your legs strong and steady, everybody. Inhale, reach your chest forward. Exhale and bow. Root down to rise, so lift up through the arms. And then bring your hands straight to your heart. Fantastic. Last time, inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold fully, bow, touch the earth. Inhale, extend the heart forward. Exhale, step back, plank position, top of a push-up. Moving down, Chaturanga Dandasana, as you exhale here again. Inhale, Cobra, Upward Facing Dog. Exhale, Downward Facing Dog position. Stay in your Downward Facing Dog, please. Stay in your body.
So you can think about being in this pose. Or you can simply embody. You can simply be in it. Be in the pose instead of think about the pose. This might be the only opportunity you have to focus, to be clear. How do you create clarity in your physical body so that it manifests itself in in your surroundings, in your mind? Step your right foot forward and your back heel to the earth. We're going to come up into warrior number two. Warrior number two. So the front thigh is bent at a 90 degree angle. So your front leg is bent 90 degrees. Your right foot is facing straight forward. Your back leg is straight and the back heel kind of pushes out a little bit so that the pinky sides of your foot are parallel to the back of your mat. So that might sound a little weird if you've never done this pose before, but the pinky sides of the foot are parallel to the back of your mat. Front thigh bent at a 90 degree angle, torso right directly over the heart. And you're now facing the long side of your mat when you do this. Arms out to the sides. So I want you to be very clear especially for those of you guys who have been doing these poses for a while now, warrior two position. Is your front thigh bent at a 90 degree angle? If I were to come around and place a little, like one of those little, like a tennis ball at the top of your right thigh, would that tennis ball roll forward towards your knee? If it's not bent at a 90 degree angle, can you step your left foot a little farther back? please. And then once you do that, really bend at the hip to make sure that 90 degree angle bends, arms out to the sides. I know we've been here for a while. Go ahead and breathe. Crown of the head up, tips of the ears back, arms nice and soft. Stay, please. Make sure the knee moves towards the pinky side of the foot. Soft face. Look forward towards your right fingertips. And then turn the sides of your mouth up. (laughs) One more breath. And exhale. Please place the hands down. Step back. Plank position. Top of a push-up. Move down into Chaturanga Dandasana as you exhale, please. Inhale into your cobra or upward-facing dog. So moving all the way up. Press the inner corners of the hands in towards the earth more. Good. Squeeze the forearms towards each other and then externally rotate the upper arm bones a little more to get deeper into the heart to take those shoulders back, head back, chest open, downward facing dog, please. Inhale your left leg forward, Virabhadrasana number two. This is warrior two on your left foot. So the left foot comes forward, front thigh bent at a 90 degree angle, back heel to the earth. Nice and wide stance. Take your time to set yourself, please. Your ability to be clear about your foundation, your ability to be clear to create these boundaries that each pose has, the 90-degree angle on that front thigh, the straight-legged back leg, the pinky side of the foot being parallel to the back of your mat, making sure that the knee is tracking towards the pinky side of the toe. They tend to, tends to come more forward. 
all of those little things that you can begin to really cultivate in these poses will create the opportunity for strength, steadfastness, commitment, courage, and an opportunity to grow the pose, to find the strength. If you half do them, if you half do them, the fullness of each pose will not reveal, the ease of the pose won't be there. Even when your legs are shaking. Just a couple more breaths. Nicely done. Hands down into the earth. Please step back, plank position, top of a push-up. Coming back to your breath and slowly come down, Chaturanga Dandasana, please. Shoulders back, head nice and open. Inhale, cobra, please, or upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Please take that right foot forward to the top of the mat. Now I want you to walk your right foot over towards the right side of your mat. Keeping the upper inner left thigh nice and wide and lifted so it's actually moving away from the earth. Bring your torso to the inside of your leg. So this is a lunge, like the first that lunge that we were just doing a little bit earlier. But your torso is now to the inside of your leg. Some of you guys are going to be able to come down onto your forearms from here. So you're going to bring your forearms into the earth. So this is a deep lunge. Some of you guys might be a little bit more adept and might be able to get your shoulder underneath your right knee with your hand behind your calf. You could do that if you choose. You can keep your left hand on the ground to do this. Mind you, there are pictures. There will be pictures of all of these things on the website. So as always, you can always come to lcsyogakula.com and there is a, there are pictures there that you can look at all the different poses that we did in class. Okay. Always check that out. And if you have the iPhone or iPad app, you can actually see them off of your device. So for those of you who cannot keep the back knee up, it's a little bit too much for you. Please bring your back knee down toward the ground. And for those of you who can't bring your forearms down to the ground, you can either just bend your elbows a little bit, you can keep your arms straight, or you can use blocks and have blocks underneath your forearms. So you have the blocks right there next to you, stack them one on top of each other, and just bring your forearms onto that. Let's go ahead and come on out and let's switch sides, please. So the left leg comes forward. Good. So uh, walk your left foot a little more towards the left side. Take your torso to the inside of your leg for me. Make sure the back upper inner thigh is nice and lifted. In fact, let's all do this together. Press down through the foot, through the left foot onto the ground. Squeeze your legs towards each other. And I want everybody to lift your butt or your hips up away from the earth as much as possible. So you might even straighten the left leg a little bit so it's not quite at a 90 degree angle. I want you to lift up as high as you can. Particularly use the muscles on the right upper inner thigh up towards the sky. So that becomes the, the point of concentration is the upper inner right kneecap, right? Make that the power part of this pose, which is just for kicks. Keep lifting that upper inner right thigh up away from the earth. And now with a great exhale and a wonderful power, descend the left thigh bone deeper towards the ground. So you don't move from your hips necessarily, but the thigh moves into the ground to move into that 90 degree angle. And then bring your forearms to the earth. 
or try the other variations that I was talking about before. So you can bring your forearms down onto blocks. You can maybe just bend your elbows a little bit out to the sides. But maybe today you keep your arms straight. But if you do choose to keep your arms straight, please maintain the power of that back leg. And breathe. <laughs> Beautiful. Step back, downward facing dog, please. Let's move into pigeon. Ekapada Raja Kapotasana. Prep, number one. So right foot forward, and you're going to walk your right foot over towards the left side of your mat. You're going to come to the outside of your shin. Okay? So it's sort of like you started off sort of like a lunge, but then now you walk your right leg over towards the left, come to the outside of the shin. I want you to remember the power of your back leg at, in the last pose that we were doing. You had your toes tucked, remember that? And you had um, your right knee or your left knee, whatever, the back knee lifted up away from the earth. So just at the beginning here, I want you to walk your hands so that they align more with your hips so your upper torso is more lifted. And then what you're going to do is you're going to scissor your legs towards one another so that your hips are a little bit more squared. And then what I want you to do is to lift the back kneecap up away from the floor so that the back toes are tucked, okay? The back toes are tucked, your back knee is going to lift up. Keeping your heel parallel, so that means that it's not going to splay. Your heel is not going to move towards the left side of your mat. You're going to keep it straight up. I want you to now turn the upper inner left thigh in slightly, so that means that you're rotating the entire femur inward, so that your knee is facing more towards the floor. And now I want you to bring the knee back down to the earth. Widen the left hip to the left. Squeeze the legs towards each other so that there is strength here. And now bring your forearms down to the ground. Now when I ask you to bring your forearms down to the ground, I don't want you to collapse into the earth like you're, you know, having shavasana on your face. <laughs> I want the forearms down into the ground, the heart nice and soft, the side body nice and long. And your legs are, are powerfully engaged. With every exhale, though, there's a sense of let go. You're scooping the tailbone and you're lengthening out through the legs, lengthening out through the torso. And let's go ahead and breathe here for a moment, for a few moments. As we regularly practice being still, particularly when we're in poses that might be very uncomfortable, as we regularly practice staying in our bodies, the level of discomfort and the resistance will soften and we will begin to find an opportunity 
for freedom. It's sort of like an unfolding of these poses, of these moments for you, where the tightness and perhaps anxiety or complete and utter discomfort that happens begins to dissolve. So you can see the moment for what it is. And it's no big deal. Oh, man. I keep getting that. It's no big deal every time I get all fired up and anxious about situations. It's it's not that big of a deal. Let's go ahead and switch sides. Very gently come on out. Left leg forward. So the left leg comes forward. You're going to walk your left foot over towards the right side. Come to the outside of that shin, please. So walk the torso upright to start off with, and let's just adjust this pose. So at this moment, just tuck the back toes under. And I do want you to keep the knee down at the ground for a moment. So you're going to try to squeeze your legs towards each other. It's kind of like you're trying to bunch up your mat, bunch up your mat in between your thighs. Drawing that left hip back in space a little bit more because it tends to come forward. Now what I want you to do is just using the power of your hands, so you're going to keep yourself upright. I want you to lift the back knee up away from the earth. So it's kind of like you're doing that lunge position. And then again, actively turn the upper inner right thigh in and then widen the outer right hip over towards the right side, which gives you an opportunity to get the left hip back more. Good. Now bring the back knee down. Fantastic. Press the back knee down and forward so you keep the action of the femur moving up towards the sky so that really embeds into the pelvis a little bit more there. That becomes a point of that darn, that concentration, that power, that um, release in a way becomes poignant by pressing the back knee down and forward and drawing the left hip back. Keep that. Now scoop the tailbone down, lengthen the legs longer so that the pelvis settles more into the earth. Come down onto your forearms, please. Soften the face. I'm not sure how many of you guys have cats, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a kitty cat um, hanging out, very relaxed, you know, when they seem like their their faces are soft, you know, their little eyes are are quite soft as well. They look completely relaxed. Even their hair seems relaxed. But if you happen to make, like, a quick move or something along those lines. They are out. Like they move so fast from one place to the next. It seems upon seeing a kitty cat that their ability to completely surrender and to be and at the same time be ready, engaged, and focused lives in the same moment. So when you're doing pigeon, it's like that. It's sort of like, and then this is total, obviously just a bizarre example, but let's say somebody came and you needed to really 
get off your mat and quickly leave. Like they were going to come get you. They were, somebody was going to chase you. You need to be in a level of engagement that you're able to very quickly get off of your mat and run out. <laughs> I know that that's not the best metaphor, but if you are just lying down as if you are sleeping in this pose, that's not what we're doing at this moment. I want a level of engagement, but when I, if I were to look at you, there would be also a sense of calmness, softness, a willingness for you to work in the pose, to move, move deeper in, but at the same time, a real sweet let go. Downward facing dog, please. Okay, we're going to do Arda Bekasana. This is half frog pose. Please, uh, from here, go ahead and lie on your bellies. And once you're on your bellies, uh, make sure you're. Um, sort of like a cobra position for your legs so your, your thighs are parallel, hip width apart. Turn your inner thighs in so that they're not splayed out to the sides. Tops of the feet are cl clicking onto the earth. You're going to bring your left forearm to the top of your mat so that the forearm is parallel to the front of your mat. Your elbow is directly underneath your shoulder. You're going to bend your right leg and hold your foot with your hand, please. Make sure that your thigh doesn't splay out to the side because it tends to do that. Make sure your thigh bones are parallel to each other. And then start to kick your foot against the hand and the hand against the foot. Just a little bit. Once you do that, once you have a hold of that foot and you start to kick it, can you, if, if not already, can you move your hand so that you're holding the inside of your foot, the pinky side of your foot? Your thumb should face up towards the sky and your hands should wrap around that foot. Let your shoulder move back. It tends to come forward here. So you really got to engage the bottom tip of the shoulder blade. Once you do that, start to bend your elbow and invite your right foot to come a little closer to the outer right hip. And when you do that, oh yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of sensation in those legs. So instead of thinking like, oh, 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 I need you to engage a little bit more. So press the back knee down and try to drag it forward as you bend the elbow. So maybe you start to do a little bit at a time as we move through this pose, get a little deeper into that stretch. Please scoop the tailbone down. The belly actually draws into the spine because you're really puffing the kidneys away from the earth. Curl the chest open, shoulders back, heart open. Yikes. Nice. Let's go ahead and switch it. Right forearm forward. Bend your left leg, hold the foot. Make sure your legs are parallel. And again, from here, try to hold the pinky side of the foot as opposed to just reaching straight back and holding. I'm sorry, you know what? I miss said that. Hold the inside of your foot, not the pinky side of the foot. Hold the inside of your foot. That's what I meant to say even on the last part. The other side. Sorry about that, guys. So you're going to reach back and hold the big toe side of your foot, not the pinky side of your foot. Oh, my God. 
So when you reach back, your thumb part of your hand is going to reach up towards the sky, and then you're going to start to bend the elbow and bring it a little bit closer to the outer left hip. I'm sure some of you guys that have been with me for a while were going, what in the world is she saying? The pinky side of the foot? I said that so many times. I'm sorry. This is when I wish there was like a picture and I can show you. There is a picture, but it's on the website. (laughs) So when you reach back, start to bend the elbow and bring it to the outer left hip a little bit more. Kick that foot against your hand so that you engage that foot. Make sure the ankle is really nice and strong. And even spread your toes. Press the back knee down and forward. Try to drag that knee forward towards the front of the mat a little bit. Now scoop the tailbone down and lengthen your belly button forward towards the front of the mat. So you have two energies. From the pelvis, you're lengthening out through the legs. It's like somebody's pulling your hips or your pelvis back towards the back of the mat. And at the same time, you're lengthening the belly button forward. So that starts to lengthen and create space in that lower back so it doesn't get stuck there. Beautiful. Go ahead and release, please. Downward facing dog. Good. And then from there... Let's lie on the back. So walk all the way forward to the top of the mat. You're going to go ahead and lie on your backs. And from here, just look straight up towards the sky. We're going to do Urdhva Dhanurasana, upward facing bow. Or for some of you guys, um, you might be wanting to do um, Setu Banda Sarvangasana, which is bridge pose. So why don't we all start together and then you make a choice as to where you would like to go on with this pose. So you're going to be lying on your backs. You're going to place your hands right alongside your ears. Uh, For those of you who um, know this pose, it's like your hands are basically downward facing dog hands. So you're going to just take them right alongside your ears, palms of the hands flat. Legs are going to be bent, soles of the feet on the floor. And the feet are going to be hip width apart and parallel. With your next inhalation, please breathe into your chest as fully as you can. So when I say breathe into your chest, I guess what I'm, if you start to think about your entire torso as a wonderful cylinder, think that there is no obstruction in any part of your entire torso. So Whenever the breath starts to come in, there's a wonderful expansion that happens from top to bottom. So from the top of the hips all the way up to your armpits, your side body becomes really long and full. The front and the back equally expand, as well as the side to side. So you get this wonderful buoyancy. Once there's that wonderful expression and and, and, and brightness inside of the body, then you can really start to engage your outer body. So claw the earth with your finger pads into the earth here. Puff the heart, root down through those hands, and then from here, lift your hips up first. So some of you guys are going to just stay with your hands like in a prep position with the hips lifted up away from the floor, heart nice and open. And then once you have the hips up, For those of you who want to go deeper, please press the hands down and come to the top of the head. Once at the top of the head, root down through the hands and then come all the way 
to your arms straight. So press the hands nice and straight. And hang out here for a while and just breathe. Now I'm going to tell you the story of the noise in the background. There is a movie back there right now. You can actually hear talking, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, I didn't really have the option of uh, doing much of anything else at this moment because I had to put my baby close to the TV. And this is so bad. Because there is no other room for me to put her. And if she hears me speaking without other voices, she's going to wake up. So I had to sort of make a decision what would be best. And exhale, come back down. <laughs> so that's the story of the noise in the background. Yeah. I should say that in the intro as well so that people know that I'm not a kook or what's going on. I thought, yeah, well. I had to do, I had to do it. I had to get something out to you guys. I've been wanting to share. Anyway, let's go. Again, seconds number 2, back bend. On your backs, again, place your hands. So when you place those hands into the earth, press the inner hands into the floor as best as possible. And that's going to be a very big challenge. Make sure that your fingertips are facing are like fanning out more towards the outer corners of the mat as opposed to in. So it's not like you have pigeon fingers, right? They're facing slightly outward. Press the inner hands into the earth and with a nice big breath, puff that chest, draw the armpits back, draw the bottom tips of the shoulder blades in and even press your head back into the mat a little bit. So you really get nice and full. It's like you're doing Setubanda bridge pose right away from here. Press down through the feet, lift your hips up so you get really nice and full and spacious. Press down through the hands, come to the top of the head. So big breath to the top of the head. From the hands, draw up your arms into the elbows, from the elbows into the heart. So curl the heart even more forward. Now press the hands down, come all the way up as you press the arms straight into Urdhva Dhanurasana. Urdhva Dhanurasana. And breathe. Root down through the feet. And all of you, uh, can you widen your heels away from each other just a smidgen? Thank you. Great. So now your feet are parallel. That's awesome. Make sure your knees are not splaying out to the sides. Hold them steady. Breathe. And slowly come all the way back down. That's number two. That's awesome. Just go ahead and breathe. So what happened is... Daddy and Hunter are over at Grandma's house, and I'm here with May, and she happened to take a nap, and I decided I needed to teach. So, so there. Number three. Go ahead and take your time and go into the pose on its own, on your own. So placing the hands, placing your feet, be really clear. Be very clear as you start to move through. Puff into the heart and move into your pose at your own rate. So this is Urdhva Take your time as you move through. Now what's interesting and what I want you to do here when you're in this pose is, especially towards the end of class, our brains start to take over. When is she going to stop talking? For God's sake. <laughs> be in the pose. Be in the pose. Feel. Sense. Stay with your breath. And from there, very slowly, 
Come all the way back down. Take a couple of moments to just be. And then I want you to lie on your bellies. Just turn over and move into downward facing dog. Nicely done. Lie on your backs, please. Maymay just woke up. I might have to pause this and go and get her. We'll see. Bend your knees into your chest. Curl your shoulders back a little bit. And with an exhalation, drop the legs over towards the left, please, for a nice twist. Inhale, come all the way up to center. Exhale, drop the legs over to your right. Just settle into your breath. So what I'm going to do right now is have you guys lie on your backs. So we're going to move into Shavasana. And what I'm simply going to do is I'm going to add quiet for five minutes here. Because I know that if I'm quiet, you'll just hear the TV. <laughs> so I'm going to add some quiet and perhaps a little bit of music. So you can lie on your back from here five minutes. And then I'm going to go ahead and wake you up. Or not wake you up, but you know what I mean. Roll your shoulders back, head back. Align your body so that it's nice and even. Legs out to the sides a little bit. Turn the palms of the hands up and settle back into your breath. Here we go. Sam kirtan la pani 
And very gently start to come on out of your Shavasana. We're going to stay on the back to simply say hello to the rest of our day. 
as you hear Mei Mei in the background. Letting your shoulders move back and then with a nice inhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Just open your eyes. Softly take in the room that you're in or the outside, wherever it is that you are. And notice where your brain, where your mind, where your body are. Have you been able to stay or to shift where you were when you started? The quality of one-pointedness is not to diminish our lives, but actually to open our lives. Our ability to concentrate in one thing at times seems like it's a negative to some degree, that it's hardening, that it's um, binding. And some of those words connote negative sort of sensations. But the one-pointedness actually creates an opportunity for freedom for us. It creates an opportunity to see and breathe and open and receive more so that there's space. And as we do that, we serve more fully. We create freely. And we're all around better people. (laughs) Thank you so much for practicing with me today. Everybody, namaste.